Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a January 31st, Tuesday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com, former Blazer beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian, writer at other places sometimes, the son of immigrants and the grandson of an immigrant. Welcome back to the show. We did not do a podcast yesterday, but we are going to provide you uh, double the content today. We're going to do this episode of Lockdown Blazers this morning. And then we will follow up uh, after the uh, the Hornets game, which happens in about 12 hours at the Moda Center. Portland playing the Charlotte Hornets, who blew them out last week, I believe it was. Or no, not last week, two weeks ago in Charlotte when uh, Portland was really in a bad way. They, they've looked better as of late. Uh, Evan Turner has really turned the corner suddenly. Uh, his, it looks like guys on the team are more ready for his passes and, and the ways that he is creative. He's shooting the ball better from the mid-range, especially, or as he likes to call it, the future. And and, and that that's working out well, which has helped. And I think this new starting lineup... Uh, has also helped Portland a little bit in that now both their bench and their starting lineup seem to be playing well, whereas for most of the season, when the team has been healthy, the story has been the starting lineup has been great, and the rest of the li- the rest of the rotation, the rest of the guys that are coming off the bench, the rest of those combinations just haven't worked out really well. Uh, and, and, and another thing that I, I mentioned on our podcast with Danny LaRue after Sunday's game against the Warriors that I wanted to point out was that the Blazers have a, a, a positive and a very good net rating now. And this is about, this has been accumulated over the season. It's not as if Lillard and McCollum and Turner hadn't played together, but they are outscoring their opponents by about almost five points. Uh, their, their offensive rating is decent and their defensive rating is really, really good. And so you got to take the, the some of those things where you can get them and if they can balance out the rotation now where both sets of guys that are getting minutes are not losing points then that's a big win and if they can do that consistently for the rest of the season if they can 
have a, a more positive differential throughout their rotation, then that's going to mean good things. That's going to mean playoffs. That means that they're going to be in that eight spot. Now, that doesn't, you know, them improving does not stop other teams from improving down the stretch. And Denver is a super young team that doesn't know how to play defense, but they're super young and they could get better quickly. And I think the same could be said for Minnesota. And it seems like New Orleans is another team that seems to be hanging around a little bit. So those teams, I think still, they could turn a corner at some point. And I, 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 but I do think Portland is the team most equipped of that group to turn the corner on the last pod. Danny LaRue uh, said that he thinks that the, the Blazers are the favorites for that eighth seed. I wanted to jump on the podcast today, however, to talk about other things that were not just on the court related to the Blazers. They do have a big game tonight, but of course, the trade deadline is approaching. I think we're about three weeks out now from the NBA trade deadline. It usually happens at the end of the All-Star break. So there's the All-Star break. You got some time. And then that's when the deals go down, uh, when, when teams are – guys are on vacation or and guys are out, so teams can talk a lot more about guys. Te- teams talk at All-Star Weekend. Uh, so th- there's there's going to be a lot of stuff happening. There's, there's probably al- already a lot of stuff happening in, in the league in terms of discussion. And one of the biggest names of, uh, that came out – in the news yesterday was one that was connected to the Blazers. Orlando's Serge Ibaka uh, is reportedly on the trade block. That came from two sources. Uh, Sean Devaney of the Sporting News reported that the Magic are interested in trying to move him after giving up Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis to Oklahoma City in exchange for Ibaka. I actually liked that trade at the time. I didn't think it was a bad deal for Orlando because they've sucked for a long time, and Ibaka has been a, a player on a uh, contender for a, for a long time. But they kind of messed it up by doing everything else that they did this summer, and that's kind of been the Magic's MO for the last five years, ever since they... Uh, got a new GM and Rob Hennigan and they, you know, when they tried to, to do the Dwight trade and all that stuff, uh, you know, the Dwight trade fine, but there was so much other stuff going on uh, with that team. They signed Jeff Green. They gave Biombo a huge offer sheet. They have Aaron Gordon who should be playing power forward, sometimes playing as low as shooting guard on this team. And apparently they are also willing to listen on Aaron Gordon, but the main reason that I'm bringing up Orlando and the Magic is because Sergi Ibaka's name has been connected to the Blazers, and that's according to Keith Smith from Real GM, who has been uh, reporting a lot on the Magic this season, and apparently they've had several offers already, uh, the, the Magic have, for Ibaka, and... According to Smith, the teams that have had interest in Ibaka are Toronto, Washington, Boston, Indiana, Houston, Portland, and San Antonio. So that's a lot of suitors 
that will be report that have reportedly shown interest in Ibaka. A lot of suitors that may have some things that the Magic may be more interested in. One thing that came to my, you know, one thing that comes to mind with Houston say is maybe they like Sam Decker a lot. Maybe they like Montrez Harrell. Uh, Toronto, they've got Norman Powell, who uh, is a really solid guard, really good two-way player, really good player, made a lot of noise in the playoffs last year, hasn't played as much this season, but I think a lot of people were really sold on what he did in the playoffs, how well he played for the Raptors after not really being a part of their team. So there's an idea. Um, Washington has Markeith Morris, and he would kind of, you know, maybe that's it, or maybe they trade Marcin Gortat to Orlando uh, because they have a bunch of centers in Washington now with Jan Mahinmi and and Gortat, and then now and then you have Boston, which they have a ton of assets, but I don't think that they're going to give up the Brooklyn pick or anything of that nature. They may give up one of their own picks and maybe a guy like Amir Johnson or something. That could be a trade that they execute. I don't know what Indiana has really to uh, offer them that they would be wanting to give up. I doubt they would want to give up Miles Turner. I doubt they would want to give up Paul George, even though there have been a lot more rumors this season that Indiana may be more interested in trading Paul George than they have in years past. So so that's something to consider there. I don't think Ibaka is going to draw Paul George in return. Uh, and then... Yeah, I mean, those, those are the teams that that are in the mix there. And then San Antonio, uh, I don't know necessarily who San Antonio would be able to give to the Magic that would be enticing to them. Uh, they do need a point guard, Deontay Murray, or it, the the point guard for the Spurs, the young guy who's been getting a lot of minutes and at, at times this season when Tony Parker's been out, I don't think that they are going to get rid of him because I, it seems to me that they want to groom him as their point guard of the future with Tony Parker being there still. And I don't think Patty Mills is, is a guy that is going to eventually take over a six-man role but or uh, eventually take over a starting spot, excuse me. But maybe if they like Murray a lot, maybe they're more willing to part ways with Patty Mills. And, that, and then that... It, Begs the question: Does Orlando like Patty Mills? Then say, um, Mo Harkless, or, or or someone like that. Or obviously, Portland would have to give up someone that's good in return for Ibaka. Uh, maybe Ed Davis. Uh, maybe you say, Hey, okay, we'll give you a guy that is just going to crash the glass, hit the offensive boards, and and that's what he's going to do. Maybe you have Ed Davis. You send another prospect their way. I don't, I don't know which prospect they would be in on. I'm sure uh, the, the the name that keeps coming up, obviously, in a lot of conversations that I've had about this is Alan Crabb. So that brings us to probably the biggest point in discussing any trade for Ibaka evolve, involving Alan Crabb, who probably, you know, he's, he's paid the most. So uh, out of all the guys that were recently signed as free agents that I think the Blazers are willing to trade. But he has a no trade clause 
until the end of the until the end of July, basically, because when Portland allowed him to sign an offer sheet with the Nets, part of that and part of matching the offer sheet is that when you match an offer sheet for a restricted free agent, that free agent has a no trade clause for a year. They they can't they can waive they can waive any trade that they don't want. So. Yeah, it basically, if if you're looking at this trade, which I have talked about with multiple people and have thrown Crab's name out there, then he has to waive his no trade clause if that is a deal that Portland wants to pursue. Uh, would the Magic want Alan Crab of all the guys on Portland? I would want Alan Crab the most because he's the best three point shooter. He show has shown that. When he has a bigger role, it looks like he's a better player. That That's one thing that I really drew from the time that the Blazers were without Damian Lillard was that when Crabb got 35, close to 40 minutes a game, granted it was uh, only for a brief time, but he was a much more engaged defender. And he's just a great jump shooter. So that uh, can can fit anywhere. And so... For me, he's the most. He, his game is the most malleable to any context. So, I think that he is the one that would attract the most from other teams. But that comes back to the question: Will he waive that no trade clause in order to facilitate a deal in the hypothetical world for Serge Ibaka? There's a chance because. While I don't have any insight on his thinking, just judging off the fact that he took that extra offer sheet from Brooklyn and was really sold on wanting to play and publicly has stated that, you know, he wanted, you know, that he wanted a bigger role at the time when he was looking for a new contract and he wanted to grow and, and, and maybe not starting was, was the word, but wanting to grow was definitely something that he said towards the tail end of last year when he was approaching his free agency. So maybe if, if the opportunity presents itself to become a featured player on the magic, then maybe that's something he jumps at. But I think that is, is one of the main, uh, the main things that would, uh, lead to a deal is if crab is willing to play ball in that way and go to orlando where he'd have a a bigger role and uh, another guy that people have suggested is myers leonard because he's more of a known commodity and and ibaka kind of provides all the things that you wish leonard would provide with good three-point shooting and rim protection but they did and, and and they did sign him for a four-year deal so there's salary there that you can match but I think that would be maybe a little too much incoming salary for Orlando uh if you if you sent them both Crab and Leonard so I think one of the guys and I think I think the Cleveland pick is definitely something that is I would imagine is on the table or for Ibaka I would put on the table because I think you you get a guy like Serge Ibaka who is, you know, in his late 20s. He's not quite the same player, but he is still really good, and uh, I, I and I think he's he's still a really good player, and I think would help you. And it wasn't that long ago that he was a major reason why the Oklahoma City Thunder went up three games to one on the Warriors. So. 
he's not that far removed from being that player. I know that obviously Oklahoma City had some doubts about uh, about him, but they they pivoted. They got two young players that uh, really helped them a lot. So I can't really blame them for that trade. So um, is Ibaka worth it? I think he of all the guys on the Magic that are gettable, or all the guys on the trade market that are gettable, I think that Ibaka would be the most gettable for the most reasonable cost, a.k.a. not giving up CJ. So, yeah, I, I, I think the, the, the there's got to be some truth to these Ibaka rumors. They've been reported, and I think Portland is definitely interested because he provides, like, the exact thing that you want next to CJ and Dame. And you have – could you – I would love to see a lineup of Ibaka, Harkless, Aminu, Lillard, and McCollum, or Ibaka, Turner – Aminu and Ibaka Turner, Aminu McCollum, you know, that, that would be fun as well. And so just have that athleticism, that versatility and that rim protection would be, uh, really great. And I love Aaron Gordon. I think he has the potential to be a really great player. And I would, I would obviously love if Portland got their hands on him, but I think just, uh, in terms of what the team wants now, obviously I think they want to win. So, and I don't think that Gordon wouldn't help them win, but I think Ibaka is more ready to help them win right now. And obviously Gordon would also take, due to how young he is and how much potential he has, a Gordon trade would, uh, at least in my mind, cost much, much more than what an Ibaka trade in a contract year would cost. And of course, the other factor here in any Ibaka deal is that Portland would get his bird rights. And they would be able to go over the cap to sign him. So not only would it be a trade, hypothetically, if Ibaka likes the situation, if he likes how things are going, if Portland has a a strong finish to the season and he plays well and they play well and things work out, then maybe that's their chance to sell him on coming to Portland because Portland notoriously, you know, they... They barely, you know, they get the meeting sometimes. Sometimes they don't get the meeting. And then a lot of times, you know, they got the meetings last year and they didn't get guys to come. And maybe the way that you get guys to come is you trade for them you, and, and you try and persuade them. And then you you use their bird rights to keep them long term. Portland's tax, luxury tax problems will already be an issue. But so that doesn't really matter all that much because it's 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 Paul Allen's money. So the the tax after this is probably not going to matter all that much. So maybe you, you you send some guys there, you get Ibaka, and you try and hope that things work out. And if things do work out, then you 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 sell him on staying here long term. Uh, and if things don't, then that sucks. But that's the risk that you take, and uh, nothing lost, nothing gained, I suppose. And I think I suppose and and. Looking at where this team is this season, I obviously, I obviously think that Lillard and McCollum together are great players, but uh, there has been a little bit of a stagnation here, and that may just be a growing pain of a young team, but uh, where are they going to add more talent for this team? They're going to have their draft pick. They have the Cleveland pick, and their their pick is definitely going to be better than the Cleveland pick, and even if they make the playoffs, will be a lot closer to that outside of lottery section. So... Uh, how do they go about adding talent? Maybe this is a way that they do that. So uh, the Ibaka rumor, uh, I think, is is a really interesting one and one that, if it came to fruition, is one that I really think would really help Portland because he provides a lot of the things that they need and he is not that far removed from being a major player in almost knocking off the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals last year. So 
Yeah, uh, he you know he doesn't work in all con- he he's not always the best in all contexts, but I think he really fits for what Portland needs to do and fits I think trying to fulfill those aspirations that they have of being a contender in the West for a while and being a team that can make it through a playoff series or two. So uh, that isn't going to be this year at the eighth seed, but as the eighth seed, if they get there, but they need to do this long-term. And I think Ibaka, even though he's a little bit older and not quite as good as he once was, not quite as explosive as he once was, I think is still a player that can really help you and uh, would be a nice addition to this Portland team if they were able to get him. So wanted to address that. Those Serge Ibaka rumors, the Blazers play tonight at the Moda Center against the Charlotte Hornets, Nick Batum, Kemba Walker, all those guys coming to town. Should be a tough matchup for the Blazers. A really well-coached team. Steve Clifford always has them uh, playing great defense, fluid offense. They're going to do things to get the ball out of Lillard McCollum's hands tonight. So uh, other guys on the Blazers need to step up. So maybe it's a good thing that... Evan Turner is in the starting lineup now to maybe alleviate some of that uh, ball handling issues that may be caused by the extra attention that the Hornets are going to put on Lillard and McCollum tonight. So looking forward to that game. We're going to have a podcast after that. Thank you for listening to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Audio Boom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. If you've listened to us on FanRag Sports, really appreciate you listening. Would love for you to subscribe and keep listening. And uh, would love for you to also check out uh, the conversation that I had with Danny LaRue uh, after Sunday's game. Thought it was really interesting talking about the Blazers and the Warriors and those two teams potentially meeting in the playoffs and then also just you know some general talk about both of those teams. So, all right, uh, until the next podcast, which will be uh, just around the bend.